Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. It's a new year. It is. I'm struggling right now to remember my passwords because we had to change them <laughs> on everything. And so I totally started with the new year with a whole new password mm-hmm. that I'm going to use for 2019. Yep. And it's... It's hard. Yeah. I've, it's like the old writing the date down on your checks like we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. But it's the new like I can't I can't remember. Yeah, I'm I'm if I'm going to give a class about uh, security anymore, I'm definitely going to uh, recommend using a password manager from this point forward. Yeah. And having complete like, you know, 26 character uh, passwords that right. have uh, that that are completely unrecognizable. Because at this point you know, you can sit there and have these passwords, but they, you know, it doesn't require you to change them every year. However, you can do password checkups to see how strong your passwords are. And then they're in one spot. You're not writing them down. You can use fingerprint authentication. You can use multi-factor, two-factor. So I'm very much more moving towards the whole last pass. And, right. you know, and even uh, Chrome is built into the browser now, a password manager that when you're filling out a new site, and it detects that you're putting in a new password, it will go, can I suggest a password for you? And it's a very complex password, and then it remembers it. Then it's tied to your Google ID and all this type of stuff. Mm. I know it's not always the best thing to put them all in one spot, but if you secure them properly and you only have to remember one really asinine password, you're able to get away with it. I've thought for a couple of years now at least about getting a password manager more so so that if something were to happen to me, my husband would have the passwords to our bank <laughs> accounts and, you know, my Facebook page so he could do whatever he needs to do in, in that situation. I mean, that's something that's what we have to think about now, right? It's, it's like what hap- when something happens to you, those passwords, if you don't – someone else doesn't have access to know what they are through a password manager or something, yeah. it, it, you have to go through a whole huge long – well, Facebook has that whole thing of like, you know, three friends can convene and take over your Facebook account or whatever. Like right. you authorize three friends to say, all right, Becky's dead. And uh, you go down that path. And, you know, but it's, yeah, thinking about that type of stuff is so fucking morbid. I know, know, I know. What a way to start the new year. We're talking about, we're talking about that. But I mean, it's just talking about passwords, something that I've, 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 a password manager, something that I was like, kind of like, that might be a good thing to have. I was reading, I was reading through my Feedly feed this week and I saw that uh, there was this whole thing going on of, um, you know, going towards green burials. Mm. And where you're, you don't leave a headstone, and you know you do it out in a forest. There's no headstone. There's no marker. There's only a GPS like geotag yeah. that says, "Hey, this is where you're at." And I was, you know, kind of going. I was like, "That's a cool idea." You know, I don't ever want to be buried in a, you know, in a uh, in a cemetery. I wanted to be out on some land that I've loved or that I own or most. The one I really want is shot into space. I mean, if you could put my ass on a rocket and send me straight up to, uh, you know, just just shoot me on a uh, trajectory to like Sagittarius B or something and just forget about me and I'll just, you know, venture out. So if that's the ultimate, if I could do that, I'm, I'm on board on that. Yeah. But with that not being possible, most likely, hopefully. Not possibly, yet anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey Elon, give, give me a ring. Uh, <laughs> need to hitch a ride on a rocket. Um, I started looking into these green burials, and then I started looking at, well, how would I want to be buried? And then I'm looking at like, 
you, you know, I, I don't want a, like an elaborate coffin. Right. And, you know, I just, you know, so I started looking at pine boxes and all that. And, and I'm like, you know what? Even a pine box, you know, and so I got down to the point where I was in a burial shroud. <laughs> then, the way they did it, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I was down in this this egg that they put you in, either your ashes, and they're working on one. So you can see I did a little bit of research. They're working on one where you put your body into it. And then it goes underneath a tree and you plant a tree and it becomes, you know, nutrients for the tree. And I, I, you know, I was going, well, that's, that's pretty cool. And then I just, you know, did a mental time check and I'm like, wait a minute, I've spent 20 minutes researching burial (laughs) options. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, um, you know, this is a, this is a hair morbid. I probably should stop this at this point, but, uh, Hey, you know, another year older, you start thinking about it. The, the new year rolls over and you're like, you start taking stock of your life and you know, where it's at. Yeah. Well, when you start thinking about, you know, doing a, a will or stuff, you know, things you have to think about that you don't normally in your twenties, but as you get older, it's kind of necessary. Oh God. And you know, I have, I have a will, I have a, a full estate plan done and everything like that. And it's hundreds of documents. <laughs> it's like page sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. Sign. And you know, then the, there's the living will. And then there's the, you know, like DNR, like, you know, how far do they resuscitate? You know, all that. Yeah. And I have very um, direct instructions. Like, you know, I don't want to be like hooked up to a life support machine. But I kind of do because some people do get it come out of it, you know. <laughs> so I look for consensus from doctors. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need two family consensus and the consensus from the doctor. But the doctors are actually a family, and then two doctors, one at the hospital, one not at the hospital, and the doctors actually have precedence over family. And so it's because I'm like going, I don't want a fight over right. you know my you know my shell. We spun out of control fast. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're, speaking of uh, uh, skins and shells. uh, There's a there's a really cool um, thing that I'm currently watching on Netflix called Altered Carbon. Have you seen this? I think I've I have not watched it, but I think I've I've seen it crossing around on Netflix. Basic premise. I'm not going to give anything away with this because I'm I'm only a few episodes in. But there's a uh, you get this little disc that goes in your. Uh, in your spinal cord Uh and it records all it's your brain it's it's that and you can sit there and slip in and out of um you know uh skins effectively and just get new bodies and all that and you know it's it's a really cool way to teleport because what you do is you put a version of your body in stasis in japan or on mars and then you transmit your 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 consciousness into that other body and then you know so you can just transport yourself that way wow yeah i mean thinking about it that's how transportation if it's possible i mean it's completely possible i think that some something has to be done with your soul yeah just who you are but um you know i was like wait a minute that's how you travel at the speed of light is by transmitting your 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 consciousness you right know? and then hopefully that there's no degradation in signal error <laughs> you come out missing a foot <laughs> oh man that, that's that's really sci-fi yeah things i think about while, <laughs> while i'm driving into work nah, I, oh man so uh how was your new year's 
It was it was quiet. We we never we like I said last week. We don't ever go anywhere for New Year's. We stay home, which I'm fine with. I don't like dealing with the crowds and it's cold and late and I'm tired and my kids are going to be up at the normal time the next day. So we just stay home. But it worked out really well because Texas A&M played their football bowl game uh-huh. on New Year's Eve. So I, I I got to feel like I had a special New Year's Eve because our bowl game was that night. <laughs> Oh man, I was my my normal grumpy, bitchy self on years. <laughs> I was uh, I, I actually tried to stay up. I mean, I was I was eleven forty five. It was like I was trying to stay up as as far as I could, and uh, then then what happened was the uh, right at midnight. Um, you, Fun story here. Right at midnight, some jackasses were out front shooting off fireworks. Woke my ass up. I've been asleep for like fifteen minutes, and And then so I proceeded to go stand on my porch in my boxers and t-shirt and tell them, "Get off my lawn!" (laughs) (laughs) Old man Rixford. And I'm like, "Oh God, this is this is fantastic." It's you know. And so then I could go to sleep for another thirty minutes, and I was, you record fucker. So like, so like Yosemite Sam when Bugs Bunny bugs, you know, messes with record fucker. Yeah, well, I was I was definitely asleep before eleven. No, yeah, that I wish I was, but it, it didn't work out, and I was just my normal grumpy self, and you know. The next day, I was in a much better mood and, and all of that. So, it's New Year's is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, how was your week? It, you know, it's been an interesting week. New Year's Day on a Tuesday has just kind of thrown the whole week mm-hmm. for a loop. Yeah. Because Wednesday was Wednesday, but it also felt like Monday. It's a Monday 2.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it is it felt like a Monday, but you didn't have a whole week ahead of you. You only had three, three more days of the week left <laughs> to get things done. It was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I don't have as much time to get all this done that I thought. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, my house caught on fire this week. I saw that. <laughs> what happened? Oh, boy. The, the, the long or the short of it is it was an electrical fire. And, uh, you know, it's it's really fun because I'm doing the, bal- the bel- delicate balancing act of do I put this claim under insurance? And so that, that's why it's kind of cogent to this conversation, other than it's kind of a funny story. Whenever I've, <laughs> I've worked and been able to make, you know, not have to worry about my flipping house burning down. But uh, what would the, the long and short of it is electrical fire is uh, my house was built in uh, 1964, 65, and it has aluminum wiring. Well, aluminum wiring's been phased out and goes copper. However, you know, to do that, to, redo an entire house um of my size it's like thirty thousand dollars yeah so they've uh you know i've i've already replaced my panel i have a brand new modern panel and new wiring to places where it needs to go for new wiring but there still is aluminum wiring in the house and so what happens is it's called an arc fault where the where the aluminum the in the copper wires meet they can st- if they get loose, they can start arcing, mm. and then it creates an arc, and then it creates a, a flame, and it creates a fire, and it burns your house down. <laughs> so, um, you know, luckily, uh, you know, it, someone was there to catch it, yeah. and so it was it was able to be caught. Um, however, the, 
you, you know, the, the, the real flipping thing is like, you know, getting a phone call going, the house is on fire. <laughs> and you're like going, and my first response is, put it out. <laughs> like, if, I mean, there's fire extinguishers everywhere in the house. Just put it out. You know, go. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, then it was, um, you know, hang up the phone, all that. <laughs> there's a, the, really, the house is on fire. Okay. Call 911. <laughs> Don't call me. I should be the second call. Yeah, I, should, I should be the second call, you know? And, you know, and then I, I go look at the security cameras and they're offline and I'm like, okay, <laughs> how big is this fire? What's going on? So, I mean, I'm running down the hall. Like, I, I know. I, I was, heard you. I, I heard you running in and, and someone must have asked you, where's the fire? And because I heard you go, my house. And then you <laughs> ran back out and I was like, what is happening? So generally it takes me 20 minutes to get home. And uh, it was, you know, raining, cold, possible ice, traffic, all of these times. It was like, what, 830 in the morning. Um, and I, um, I got home in 12 minutes. <laughs> Likely no cops saw you. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's continue down this line. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm speeding and all that. I get to the final light to my house. Yeah. My final light to my house. And, um, you know, I'm coming out and um, I'm like, no one's coming. And so I run the red light. No kidding. There's a flipping cop coming down the other way i saw a car i just didn't see that it was a cop car but i had plenty of room and all that yeah and so i zoomed down the street i zoomed down my street i come flying down it there's three you know there's a ambulance and two fire trucks in front of my house and you know firefighters standing out and you know going in and out of the house and all that and i run up to make sure everybody's okay people are crying you know everybody's flipping out and the cop just sitting there you know waiting for me <laughs> <laughs> so did he give me a ticket after all that yeah, no. And so I, I was like, "All right." And so I talked to the talked to the uh, the firefighter, and you know, said that they thermally imaged. There's no more hot spots. There's no. There's nothing going on there. And you know, they they turned off the power of the house. It, it all worked. You know, it's it's all in a good state. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> look over the firefighter. I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I mosey on to the cop <laughs> and he, you know, you wouldn't be here, um, you know, if you got in an accident and I was like, it's kind of flippant about it. I was like, listen, it was, an, you know, we go through uncontrolled intersections all the time. You make a left turn off of a street that doesn't have a light uncontrolled. You know how to gauge the distance between vehicles and all that. I made a judgment call and I said, you can write me a ticket. i I ran that light. You can write me a ticket, but I made a judgment call that I was safe to be able to do that. And he goes, well, you know, just, you know, I, I understand the circumstances. <laughs> and um, he, he, he decided to uh, not write me a ticket. But the, uh, the picture that I tweeted where, Ed, where I was trying to have a sense of humor of it, I was like, does anybody have marshmallows? Because my house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it shows the cop car that you see two two fire trucks and then the cop car that, yeah. that did that. <clears throat> but uh yeah, it's you know 
are already have electrician fixing things costing me thousands of dollars. And, you know, I'm looking at it going, okay, well, this can be under insurance and I've got a good insurance plan, 1% deductible. And, you know, I'm like, but it's right on the verge. It's yeah. like, do I really want, I mean, the thing is, is that maybe they'll give me a check for 500 bucks for the difference yeah. on the deductible. And I'm like, but then I get a claim against my record and I'm like, okay, you know, can fix it we can paint. We can, you know, just do all the things to correct it. And so it, it was one of those, I'm, I'm guess I'm just going to foot this bill directly. So it's been an interesting day. And so whenever people talk about their, you know, uh, Monday 2.0, I'm like, I got a story for you. <laughs> and so, um, went to, went to lunch yesterday and had, um, with a friend and, uh, we, uh, we, we went and got barbecue and, um, as, uh, we were walking down there, like having a great day, I was like, my house didn't burn down. So I'm happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> good news. I'm glad your house is okay. Yeah, me too. But, uh, hmm. <laughs> you know, talk about home insurance and claims. We actually came very close to getting dropped from our home insurance a few years ago. Was that? We had two claims in two years, um, like exactly like eleven thirty, eleven thirty year to year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you're right. You as soon as you call, it's a claim. Like just calling to find out like what happens, it's considered a claim. Correct. And so we had to make sure we didn't call our insurance for twelve more months so we wouldn't lose. <laughs> they, they were like, "Hey, we we need to figure this out." Yeah, I mean, we, we got a letter like, "You have one more claim in the next twelve months, and we're going to drop you." Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance. So, uh, what do you got? Okay. So, Coverager, the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Have do you do you get the newsletter? No, I don't. Okay. Um, I do. I love reading. It. I think it's it's a great commentary on the industry. Um, mm-hmm. They they did these. They did the week up till Christmas. I think it was the whole week. A little differently than they normally do the newsletters, um, and they had this one that I wanted to talk about because it talks about convenience versus quality Mm -hmm. and how people, well, let me just read this one part. Different people value different things. In some instances, people prefer convenience and others, they look for quality. And in rare occasions, they are lucky enough to get both. Mm -hmm. So this whole newsletter is about convenience and insurance. Okay. Right. There's all these insure tech startups who are trying to make it a more convenient to buy insurance. Mm-hmm. But this article that I read talked about convenience really only matters when it's a often repeated purchase or experience. Yeah, because you don't have that initial setup. Right. Okay. Right. But insurance is not that. It is not something that you often purchase, right? Correct. So convenience does not matter as much in the insurance shopping process as it does for... um, Like Amazon. Right, exactly. It's where we're going with Amazon because like you got that buy now, buy now, one click button. Right. You click it, it's on its way. Right. Um, But, you know, so like... Amazon was one example. They talked about how it's a convenient way to, to shop. Mm-hmm. Google is a convenient way to find information. Okay. Facebook is a convenient way to connect with people and express ourselves online. Yeah, for 90. 
I, I, I get the average age of a Facebook user is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Apple, I know you don't like Apple, but. It's convenient as hell. I, I can I can attest to that. Exactly. So there's there's they held up these companies as examples of how they have had the the success they have had is by making it convenient to do some mm-hmm. of those things. But even going past that, examples like Netflix is a convenient way to watch movies. You know, back back in their old model when it was the DVD and the mail versus going to Blockbuster. Yep. Right. And even still now, even more so with the streaming. So. You know, the Dollar Shave Club, things like that that have disrupted – I know you don't like that word either um, – older companies and models is because they have made it more convenient to do things that we do all the time, that we buy all the time. Yeah. Um, so, so what – here. <clears throat> but let me, let me, let me get to this. Okay. So then they, then they use this um, example – of this customer who switched uh, from AAA to Root for their auto insurance because Root promised a convenient way to buy insurance through better technology um, and a cheaper price. Okay. And the customer said, yeah, my price is cheaper with you than it was with AAA, so I'm going to switch to you. Well, six months go by and the customer has – no tickets, no accidents, but their rates go up because the price of insurance in your area has gone up. Standard insurance line that many of us have seen. So then he switches to Allstate. Okay. So, you know, it's about the, co- the convenience until it's no longer about the convenience. Yeah, and really... <clears throat> I go, I go back to this all the time is that uh, in every insurance agency and carrier and everybody wants to maintain this whole mantra is that it's not about price. It's about value. Yeah. And you know what? That's BS. And it is because what they're doing is they're applying hope to how they want to see the situation when it's not true. Right. And I ask, I go ask agents all the time about their buying behavior. I go, you've heard it. So, but for the listeners, they have not is that you go out and there's a handbag, no shoes, shoes for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shoes for you. And how much do you usually spend on a pair of shoes? Average hundred dollars, probably hundred dollars. Great. And, um, there's a pair of shoes. Oh my God. These are the best. These are the ones you've, you've been kind of salivating over them. They're 250 bucks. Would you buy them? Maybe, 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 but today, but today those shoes are $125. Would then, you yes. buy? then that's the exact buying behavior that most people have. And that's how it is with insurance is that if those shoes were that perfect, if those shoes met your needs and they were perfect and everything was good, you would have, you would have bought them at over 200 bucks. Mm. But the fact is you sat there and said, I needed a deal. I want to make sure that I'm not spending twice as much as my average shoe price. I could maybe go 25% up, not double. Right. And so you, you went up and bought it, but you can ask any agent that yeah, I can do it with TVs. I can do it with cars. I can do it all the stuff. If it was the right thing right now, then you would have bought it. 
it's like people going in and, you know, I'm just kicking the tires at a car dealership. There's a need. There's a want. And so salesmanship might bring it around. But whenever you have a product like insurance, which is something it's not sexy, we're not wanting to you, – you, it's definitely not sexy and it's something we don't want to use. Look at me just now. House got on fire. It's going to cost me three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. Do I want to file a claim? No, because I don't want to go on my insurance. I don't want to deal with the whole process of having an adjuster come out and having weeks and having you know burn marks all up and down the wall and you know having drywall being messed with and having to worry about another fire breaking out because the electrical hasn't been updated. Mm-hmm. You know? I would rather just take care of it. And whenever I'm looking at the grand scheme of things, I'm, it's only going to be like four or 500 bucks that I would get out of it anyway. And so, you know, that's the whole, that's the, the rub about this industry is that we go after price humans and not this industry, but us as, as humans and consumers in the world right now, we want to go for a good deal. We right. want to go for price. And so what happened in that, where he went from all state to root to all state or triple A root to all state. He was a price shopper. That's it. Was nothing about well, convenience. Th- th- this is what he says. He says all I care about is how much money I can allocate to things I use all the time. Correct. Groceries, utilities, gasoline, Spotify, Netflix, Hulu, internet versus things I rarely use like insurance, insurance. because I'm a good driver. That's exact. That's exactly the point. Is that he is a price shopper, and as this industry con- continues to evolve, is that it's all going to be price shoppers, right? And you know. <clears throat> And then it becomes a commodity. And that's how it's operating right now in Europe. You can sit there and, well, there's a special of the day on insurance. You buy it today, we'll give you 10% off. You can't do that here in the States. But that's, you know, that, that's where it's going to go. Is it's, it's an absolute commodity out in, in Europe. And so if, if it comes here, and it will, it will become a commodity here. Yep. And you talk about convenience, and that's the other side of it, is that being able to buy – you know, I um, my uh, Sonicare toothbrush. I needed to buy new um, cleaning hats for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in the bathroom, looking at the fact that my my Sonicare head indicator says, "Hey, it's time to change it." I go to the cabinet, go look for more, and I'm like, "I'm out." Pick up my phone. Would you like to reorder this item? One click, done. Put my phone down, and it's arriving today. You know, this is yesterday, and it's arriving today. Right. And so that's a lot of convenience. It's really good and really easy whenever you're buying, you know, toilet paper and toothbrushes and DVDs and all that. But you want to make the buying experience convenient for insurance? You've got to know a lot about it. And it creates a little bit of a privacy like going, okay, I put in my name and my physical address. And you know all the drivers at my house. You know all the vehicles at my house. You know all the details about my house. You know the square footage. You know the lot size. You know what the bill is, the roof type, the all of this. Oh, you also know my credit. You know all this. You can get all that information off of just name and address. Yeah. And so you want to make the buying process quick, seamless, and convenient is go ahead and do that. Is just make it name and address, and here's your price. And do all the lookups. Look up Clue. Look up credit. Look up, um, you know, um, pre-fill data of drivers and vehicles and household data and all that. You do all the lookups. You spend all the money. You make it super duper convenient, and you provide a price. Then all of a sudden, everybody starts doing that same thing, and it becomes a commodity. 
Right. Just, uh, hey, you know, put in two pieces of information and go down the line and boom, you're done. Right. And so <clears throat> making, you know, people need to stop um, looking at ways to make this industry do some things that it just won't. Because if you went to a website and you put in just your name and address and all that information out, would you kind of go, whoa, wow, they, they know a little bit too much about me. I would be wondering, well, if I didn't know, where did they get all of that? Where did they get it? And how, and, and what, you know, think about, you know, what, what sources, you know, what omnipresent source knows everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't know that it came from five or six different sources. And then it's all curated through multi, your current insurance company and all these things. But I mean, through Clue, you get claim data, you get current policy information, you get credit. I mean, everything is available. And so to make the buying process, and this is auto property, even commercial comes down here is that to make it super convenient, you actually, you make it very less personal and you, you dive into the privacy a lot. Right. Well, the point of the article is not that we need to make it, try to try to make it convenient. We need to understand in the industry that convenience is not the driving factor in the buying buying process, which was to your point that we are, we are just naturally inclined to focus on price. So, so was it really going off? Is that convenience is not, is a, you know, is a fallacy in the insurance industry? For the most part, they did, they did kind of go through some situations where convenience can make a difference. For example, well, in claims. Okay. Yes. But also for, for example, it's convenient to buy travel insurance online, but it's even more convenient to add it at the checkout process on Expedia. Uh-huh. Or Travelocity. Or American Airlines, yeah. Right. Yep. It's, that, that's more convenient and more likely to happen than to buy my ticket, plan my trip, and then go buy travel insurance. Um, or, you know, it's convenient to get renter's insurance, but it's even more convenient when it's part of the application process. Mm-hmm. So if you're the landlord or the apartment management company has renter's insurance that they can just add on when you're applying to for an apartment, that's way more convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the convenience comes in into this industry. Yeah, but those are also one-off small small things, right? And or like Tesla has been doing. I don't. I think they're doing this in Japan, China, China. Um, you buy a car, you also get insurance included in the price of the car. Yeah, and you know, uh, Volvo tried that, Cadillac tried that here in the states. It's just the price is so high because the you know the risk is more. Um, you know, variable. Right. And, and I think that, you know, over in China and maybe in the EU where things are a little less regulated, you can kind of funge around on that a little bit. I think, I think it's easier, but here in the States, it's that they had to, you know, rank it so high. Like I was talking to a carrier and we were talking about how Liberty was, um, I believe it was Liberty that was behind the Cadillac subscription service. And they would give you 100, 300, 100, 300. Um, coverage, full coverage and the, you know, comp collision, the whole thing. And, you know, it's like, well, what if I need more? What if I wanted more? Can I get a higher tier? No. Well, what if I was a really bad driver and I haven't had insurance? Would I not be a proof of the car? Wait, I got great credit, just a bad driving history. You know, there's all these questions. And sure enough, the Cadillac thing just shut down is that you can no longer subscribe to the Cadillac car. Right. And our program, I can't remember the name of it. It It'd be fantastic if I could, but it's been a long way. <laughs> but um, 
So yeah, I I, I, see, I see where they're going about that. Is that those, those little add-ons, like mm-hmm. adding property um, coverage to a mortgage policy? I, I could see where that comes in, but it's really easy when it's these really quick add-on services like renters or really quick like renters or what was the other travel example? insurance. Travel insurance. Mm-hmm. Another one is uh, warranty information. Is that I use a service called Oopsie. U-P-S-I-E. And what it does is you go and you go buy a, you know, a tablet or you go buy a phone or whatever. And instead of buying the warranty through, you know, Best Buy or AT&T, you do it through your phone. Mm -hmm. Cut out the middleman because AT&T is not servicing that warranty. Best Buy is not servicing that warranty. They have some other company doing it. They're taking their little cut, paying the commission to the guys who, who sold it. All that jazz. There's a lot of overhead in there. And I'm getting, you know, like for a smartphone, I get a three-year policy on it with $25 deductible for 79 bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have an iPad. Um, I use an iPad only for one specific reason. <laughs> and I, I had to get a new one because I had a cracked screen. It was like five years old. I just There's a special for Black Friday. And I was like, great. Shows up and I'm like, it goes, well, I've detected an iPad nearby. Would you like to sync? And I'm like, sure. And it makes you take a picture of it, yeah. the, the the screen. And it synced all the stuff over. So it was super duper convenient. But what was even more convenient to me was I opened up the Oopsie app. I took a picture of the barcode. I took a picture of my receipt and it says, great, you're warranted. Yeah. It was easy. Exactly. In that situation, that's an easier Correct. part of the process. And so I, I don't know how we make it convenient because there's been bundling tried in lots of ways. And when I'm saying bundling, I'm not saying auto and home flow. I'm talking about you know going to bundling it with they at the point of sale of buying a car. Right. And where it's been a lot more successful is whenever people are buying high risk cars. They're, you know, no credit, no problem. Mm-hmm. They don't have insurance. They say, hey, you have to have insurance to drive this car off the lot. Buy insurance right here. Again, that's a better point of sale experience, but you're at your local <clears throat> infinity dealership and you're buying a new car and they're like, yeah, I already have insurance. I mean, at that point, it's just done and they're not even going to do it because you're, it's a different buyer market. Exactly. Hmm. What are you doing this weekend? Um, I don't know. Um, got uh, people coming in to go to the Cowboys Seahawks game, and so I'm not going. But you know, <laughs> you're gonna go tailgate. Yeah, I'll go tailgate and you know go have fun, do all that type of stuff. Uh, if the weather's good, and like to get out and. Go do something outside. Uh, it's been a crappy week, you know. It's been very rainy and cold. Rainy, cold, threat of ice and snow and all of that jazz. And you know, you just it. see the trucks out last night, mm-hmm. trying to stand the the bridges. Yep. And you know, I just might uh, sit around and keep the home fire burning. <laughs> the one in the fireplace. <laughs> Or the wall. <laughs> Either one keep, keeps us warm. Um, oh, you know, another thing about that was, <clears throat> and this is this is definitely about watching your, your smoke alarms and all that, is that on that side of the house, smoke alarms there, working, all good. 
but they're unmonitored. They're not tied to the alarm system. Interesting. And so, well, it's an old house. Yeah. But on the other side of the house, there is one that's tied to the alarm. And so, um, whenever you're looking at that, it's like half the house would have burned down if no one was there. Yeah. Half the house would have burned down before it got to the one that was monitored that actually would have called somebody. In fact, people would probably have seen the fire from the house before it even reached the fire, the, the alarm that, that was monitored. Um, the other alarm would have gone, you know, is going off, you know, because, <laughs> but no one's there to hear it. Right. So it was, it was a really surreal realizing that, you know, whenever I was driving, back to work and then driving home that night is um, I, I kind of looked at it and I was like going, my house could have burned down. Like, yeah. I, like you really, once you're, you're past the, the adrenaline phase and all that, you're like, well, my house could have burned down and it's, it's an odd thought, but you know, try to have a good sense of humor about it, learn from it, learning experience. And, you know, you're going to connect those smoke detectors to your alarm now. Yeah. They're coming out uh, next week. And well, they're, it's, you know, replacing the ones that are done by batteries to ones that are wired right. and connected. So yeah, there's going to be, you know, replacement of, of fire uh, alarms. So they're full, fully monitored, full through the house. Uh, going to put one, you know, on the north wing, the south wing, and the dead center. <laughs> so, you know, if it, if, if it ever happens again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What about you? Um, not, not too crazy of a weekend. I think we're going to have dinner with my sister's family. That's about all we got planned. Fun. Yeah. How was your date night? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we enjoyed it. We went to um, Papa Do's. What? You were really thinking, like, I was like, I'm going to come crash it. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to come crash your date night. I just, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just, anyway, we don't, we don't get out very often, just the two of us. So yeah. it's nice. I have crashed someone's uh, date before. Showed up just, just completely. This, On purpose? Oh, heck yes. It was a group of like 10 of us. I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it's it's kind of embarrassing when it, for the person that we did it for. You walk in, hey buddy, what you doing? You know, like like ten people surrounding the table. Oh my god! Uh, I almost died that night. Yeah, yeah, I would believe it. Uh, well, I, that's all I got. But uh, yeah, so listeners, what do you think about convenience and insurance? Do you think it? Matters or matters less in most situations. Hit Mat- us up. Yeah, it matters whenever there's smoke billowing out of your house. <laughs> I think you're less worried about convenience. <laughs> you're more worried about the convenience of the fire department to get there and put it <laughs> oh, out. Oh, that was another thing. Less than four minute response time. Nice. From the, I, I am in a, you know, property protection class code of one, which means fast response, but less than four minutes from the nine one one call to arrival. Good. Yep, that was. I thought it was great. That's awesome. Um, Anyway, hit us up. We're on Twitter. I'm Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. Or you can also tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. Mm, yeah, you can subscribe. Yes. If you haven't already. We have two Spotify listeners. We've had a few more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Spotify. Maybe regular. Spotify has uh, actual like metrics just for Spotify. And it was like, it's funny. I look at the metrics. It was like, one. Hey, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> then I start guessing. So really, uh, we have one Spotify listener. No, because there's there's a second that, that listens. So. Okay. Well, I was I was taking you out of it because you don't oh, count oh, yeah, as a listener. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one. Okay. Yeah. One. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so you can find us on Spotify, Google play, Apple, iTunes, podcast, Stitcher, Castro. What the hell is Castro? I don't know. It's one of the ones that just automatically showed up on our, on our, on our list. podcast list. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if you have any comments, make sure you uh, comment on the comment section of this article and, or this entry podcast episode website, show notes episode show notes yeah there there we go we'll have a couple show notes of all the crap we talked about today yep and uh yeah well it's uh it's good to be here in 2000 2019 2019 he's gonna do this to me all year long yeah i did it in meeting i know you did <laughs> look over 2019 i know and they didn't know what the heck you were talking about hey that's their fault they don't listen All right. Well, as always, it's been fun and thanks for listening. Start the new year. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>